It was God. Wow. It was God. That's why you were approved. Wow. Yeah, God intervened on your behalf. That's why she's married. God, you making me better. You making me better. And you choose to do it however, whenever, wherever. God, you making me better. You making me better. And you choose to do it however, whenever, wherever. What's up, everybody? This is Marriage at Golgotha, where our focus is building on a Christ-centered marriage. I am Felicia, and I am joined today with my loving thing husband how are you doing today darling can't complain babe how about you i am doing absolutely positively wonderful go. i just have to say that i love to say that i just love it i absolutely love it i mean I, okay it's good to be consistent it's just those two words you don't you don't have any others no i don't have anything against absolutely, absolutely positively. positively wonderful Something you know like why that. why because i'm married to you oh god yes so <laughs> Again, thanks so much for joining in to Marriage at Golgotha. That was really cheesy, but I appreciate it. Uh But you're cheesy. Okay. So, hey, that's why we married. Yeah. But anyway, I'm excited about this podcast. This is episode 21, and I I guess we can say we're legal, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Do a lot of stuff. Long time coming. Sure thing. I know it. So. All grown up. (laughs) We, uh are really really excited about this episode because we have two loving beautiful <laughs> beautiful people join here with us today she's about to call you lovely bro listen how y'all how y'all I, doing i have jokes but i was like i'm gonna leave it alone you gonna leave it alone because we can't we gotta get the show started so okay you're, like, you're, you're right you know, <laughs> if we're gonna come petty out the gate one of us is lovey. The other one, she's like, yeah, he hell. Right. Well, I know my sis. She's she's lovey. That's right. That's right. That's mine right now. <laughs> He's so silly. So we have some special guests joined with us today, Crystal and Jay Will. What's why, going on, y'all? How why, y'all doing? Why you got to say her name first? No offense. I mean, the Bible does. Say okay, so now we're being then. petty. <laughs> now we're being petty. How you on the real? How you guys doing? How you doing, sis? Good. Doing good. Excited to be here. Was it a good Sunday? Did you get your praise on? I did. Awesome. I did. I'm, I'm tired. I'm ready for you that tired. Sunday nap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't yeah. coming. I'm just letting you know it ain't coming. Oh, gosh. It's not? Mm-mm. Ain't, uh, ain't, no, ain't no Sunday natural marriage. So, let me ask you, this, you guys know. this question. How long you guys been married? <laughs> Both of y'all answered the same time. Um, nine years. I was nine looking years. at her to see if she was going to remember, like, how many years we've been married, baby? I Uh-oh. remember nine years. Yep, nine loving, lovely years. Because it's normally us that forgets, you know, like the guys. So that's what. No, nah, I, I don't believe that stereotype. Honestly, you don't believe that? Uh-uh. I met so many women who forgot how many years they've been married. I'm like, mm. I mean, sometimes we have to pause Mm-mm. and think about Mm-mm. it, Mm-mm. you know. I, if I'm honest, the guys I know, the guys I know, I'm gonna give a shout out to my brothers. They be like, "Yo, we've been married for five years, seven months, thirty-two days." <laughs> Yo, <laughs> wow, twenty-five hours. Yeah, milliseconds, right? That's wow. crazy. That is crazy. So I just want to say we we really thank you guys for being here with us today yeah, because we, really we wanted it. to get 
um, I guess another couple's perspective on this topic today. We're talking about insecurities. And um, as we always say on the podcast, you know, there's nothing really special um, per se uh, about me and Wayne and, and I guess what makes us, you know, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Qualified yeah. to do a marriage podcast. You're you know, I tell experts. people all the time that we're not experts. We're kind of, you know, learning this thing as we go along, just like other married couples. So it's always good to get somebody else's perspective. Sure. Um, that ain't so, necessarily true. I saw I saw the capes when I came in. I know y'all. Oh, my oh God. Gosh. They, they putting on. We're like in the most official studio right now. <laughs> it's like soundproof on the walls. <laughs> no. I, I, I dapped up Diddy coming in the room. Like, oh, I knew so it was stupid. official yeah. when I came here. Joe Budden was on. What is wrong? On you. speed dial, like yo, it's Joe Budden. What's going on? Like you know, these cats was these were the people I saw coming in. I was like, oh, it's for real today. You okay. child this bitch. This is for real. I mean, we, we definitely see who's the introvert and who's the extrovert <laughs> in this marriage. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sis, I'm praying for you. I, I really am, Please. Crystal. I'm praying for you. Okay, but there's nothing wrong with that. No, so, nothing wrong with that. But uh, yeah, so we wanted to get another couple's perspective. We're talking about insecurities. Yeah insecurities within a marriage and insecurity just um, within yourself even if you're not married Mm -hmm. Um, and so just a couple of things that we wanted to talk about is like where I guess insecurities come from um, how you identify insecurities and is it really possible to have a successful marriage when you or you and your spouse you know kind of have insecurities and then what do you what do you do about it right we want to kind of dig a little deep into this thing and and see how it flows so my question i guess the first thing is how do you define like insecurities and insecure like if i say um i think she or he is kind of insecure like what does that really look like I think if I was to find insecure or insecurities is the act of always uh, trying to assert yourself or trying to uh, uh, prove yourself when nobody is actually telling you to prove yourself. Okay. Interesting. I think that's that's why, because most insecure people I've met, they jump the gun and I'm like, yo, why do why are you overreacting? Yeah. They they don't see themselves as overreacting. Yeah. Uh-huh. They think they're this is normal. Wow. This is I'm trying to quote unquote fix it before, but if it's not broken, it's like why? That's a good point, actually. Yeah, that's a good point. So that's how I would define it, Um, baby. What about you? Nah, (laughs) pass the ball. I hate when you do that. Um, to me, it's a battle like when you battling within yourself. Mm Hmm. Um. Also, comparing yourself to other people. That's true. Um, um, you know, when you're looking at someone else and like, well, you know, I, I can't do that or, yeah. you know, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So comparing yourself to others is insecure. It's well, a dangerous game. Yeah, it is. It's a dangerous game. I don't, the comparison game is, it's detrimental to just about every part of you, really. Like your, your, your mental well-being, your physical well-being, your emotional well-being trying to compare yourself to other people and I mean I can I can say that because I'm guilty yeah, yeah <laughs> a lot we of all are. I yeah. mean yeah. you know I I don't see myself like this other person I don't see myself as quote-unquote successful as this other person so you know I feel some kind of way about me because I haven't reached the supposed heights that this other person has reached 
So, but you know what's interesting? We always compare ourselves to their highlight reels. Like we huh. compare ourselves to the best things we see about them. But if we knew what the failures were, yeah, that's true. Then the other side of it, we'd be comparing ourselves. To, well, at least I'm not like yeah, that. I'm not as bad. <laughs> yeah, at least I'm not as bad at all. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So it's that's like we, we, our insecurities are usually based off the ideal of we only see the good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we don't see the holistic um, side of the other person. I'm, I'm glad you really um, pointed that out because I want to kind of dig into where insecurities actually come from. Like, how are they developed within ourselves? Hmm. Um, you know, so I, I kind of thought back to childhood. Yeah, that's I, I, I kind of think I kind of always tend to, to go back to this when mm-hmm. I start thinking about how I was raised. Um, when I actually, I had to ask myself this question um, when we said we were going to start talking yeah, about yeah. this. It's like, where did my insecurities come from? And so, again, I say, I, I thought back to my childhood. Um, I am one of um, 12. I have uh, seven sisters and and four brothers. And, and you like to say a dozen. Yes, there's a lot of us out there. I grew up in a, a, a fairly large family. Um, and we honestly we we had a pretty rough childhood yeah. coming up. Um, my dad was um, verbally and physically abusive mm-hmm. towards my mother, and we went through a very traumatic experience um, where we were taken away from my parents for some time and placed in a foster home, yeah. and so we were separated. Yeah, and so um, I went from that situation into. A situation where I was moved into a single parent. I had, we had a foster mother, but we mm-hmm. didn't have a, a dad. Right. Um, but of course, the system felt that that was a better situation for me to be in than than with my parents, with our parents. And so I started thinking about you know all of those different things that occurred that happened. Um, and I don't bring this up, you know, to say that I had the worst childhood because there no, are definitely that's... some some aspects of my childhood that were really really great. Right. But I think at the age of five, that uh, that abandonment, you know, kind of played a part into where I felt like, why, you know, is this happening to me? Yeah. And I think that that's where a lot of insecurities begin to develop within myself. And I didn't really know. Of course, I'm like five years old. You know, I'm not thinking about this. But um, now as an adult, <laughs> you know, I can see why I kind of made some decisions that I made. Sure, sure. Um, I think insecurities play a part into um, who we decide to date. Yeah, that's um, yeah. <laughs> How Very we actually point. start to develop relationships with other people because then there becomes that trust issue. Yeah. Um, you know, you start not to trust people. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes it can go to the other side where it's like, well, I'll take anybody that's mm-hmm. willing to you know to, to pay attention to me yeah um so I, th- I think that that kind of definitely plays a part into that and then um just kind of looking at some of our, our past failures that was just an example that i wanted to throw out there i don't i don't want to kind of no, take, no, that, take that, over that part of the conversation but what do you guys think that was good i mean your, your environment definitely you know plays a huge part i think I don't think it's exclusively that because, you know, you have people who grew up in what many of us would consider uh, an altogether positive environment, you know, had the best of childhood, supposedly, Mm -hmm. you know, but um, I think I think failures, too, 
like failure as a whole, I think that can make yes. you insecure. You know, like if yeah. if you if you have a a sense of confidence in something that you're doing and you fail at it, mm-hmm. you know, obviously your confidence dwindles to a certain degree. And so like you begin to feel insecure the next time you actually attempt whatever it was. I mean, and this could go into just about every aspect of your life. I mean, your career, uh, marriage, mm-hmm. <laughs> dating, relationships. Um, oh gosh, sports, uh, just about anything really. I mean, even ministry, like in a lot of instances, people feel because I failed at this, you know, because I didn't quite do this up to par. Or again, you know, we played a comparison game where it's like, okay, I don't look as good as somebody down the street or whatever. You know, then we get to the point where we're like, maybe I shouldn't. You yeah. know, we, we start yeah. to question, you know, should I even continue this process? Should I even continue going down this road to this endeavor or whatever? You know. Yeah, I would say insecurities come from, honestly, insecurities is an interesting thing because insecurities is rich, really the fruit of our identity crisis. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like if our insecurities are birthed out of how we view ourselves and how we view the world. Yeah. And usually how we view ourselves and how we view the world is birthed out of, like you said, your childhood, um, past failures, past yeah. experiences. Mm-hmm. I know for me, um, insecurity in my life actually it's the different it's, it's different from my emotional response it's the more I have to figure it out response so my response okay. is never uh, process it emotionally my response is okay I guess I gotta figure it out yeah. and uh, yeah. for me it's the I still see myself as the little kid that my dad didn't come home to mm-hmm. or I still see the little kid that my brother had to stand up for and went to jail because he fought on my behalf yeah so after me and like at nine years old I see my brother go to jail and then hear my brother say to me later on, well, I went to jail for you. Mm-hmm. My insecurities were birthed into, now I'm not going to let nobody fight for me. So now I have to oh. figure it out. It's like, it's, interesting. <laughs> I, I got you. Yeah. So it's like, I, don't, I didn't emotionally process it. It went more to, I got to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to do something about my insecurities. I got to do something every time I fail my family. It's not a, I need to emotionally process why did I fail my family? How did I fail my family? It's, I got to do something about the fact I feel my family. Yeah, that's interesting because we often think that action is the best response to, you know, situations like that. When in reality, us processing it is actually what's going to, you know, provide part of the solution. Mm -hmm. You know, that's interesting, man. Wow. Um, I know for me, um, for me, I would say. Uh, what kind of started for mine was the death of my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, she died at when I was, well, I was age seven. So, like, you know, at seven, you don't really know what's mm-hmm. really going on. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, not having my mom there with me as I'm growing up and things like that, I felt like I lacked a lot of things in regards to, you know, the just the knowledge and wisdom that you would get from a mom. Yeah. 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 So, um, so I would say like a bunch of insecurities came from that way where it was gosh, you know, I wish I had my mom, mm-hmm. you know, like I gotta figure this stuff out. Yeah, on know. my own. Right, yeah, exactly. So yeah. But praise God that he was there, you know, to get like mothers yeah. or yeah, you yeah. know, motherly figures there along the way to help. But it was nothing like having your mom there with yeah. you, you know. So. Yeah, I feel you. So um, now I, I hear what you're saying as far as, you know, your mom not being there and you being a parent now. Like, do you see some of those same things kind of playing out as you're, you know, 
being a parent now? Like, how do how do you kind of deal with that? Well, um, now I feel like it's more of an acknowledging. Okay. Acknowledging, okay, something is not right here. Mm-hmm. Like, why do I feel this way? Yeah. So it starts with me acknowledging, okay, I feel this way, so I reacted this way. Yeah, you know? I got you. Yeah. And sometimes it's good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... But, you know, right now it's just acknowledging. Uh, I will acknowledge, okay, this is what happened. Why did I do that? Okay. And, You're processing, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm a processor where my husband is like, I, I'm just going to figure this out. <laughs> exactly. I'm a doer. My, yeah. my, my main thought is I got to do something. See, it's interesting because yeah. me, me and Crystal connect on that level because we're more processors. Fee is like oh, type A to the nth degree. Yeah. Like, I am. Have y'all done the enneagram stuff um, yet? The, the um, no, we still got to do it. We still got to do it. Yeah. So yeah. I, when I did an enneagram, I'm a nine, which means I like peace and harmony, and yeah. I like to bring. Uh, I I don't like to be in a lot of chaos, and if I'm in a lot of chaos, it actually like I shut down. Gotcha. And <laughs> then the other side of it is like uh, I'm 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 a I'm a born leader, but I also fall back very quickly. Like it's one of the people who's like, I'll, I will lead if I have to, because I can. Yeah. I have the skill set to. But if somebody else is willing to step up, I ain't gonna push. Through. I'm not gonna, you know, rock <laughs> yeah. the boat. Like, ah, oh, you got right. it, dog. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> and I think that's all goes back to looking at my enneagram and thinking about insecurities. I'm like, oh, oh, this is how I do this stuff now. This is what it looks like when I act in my insecurities. Mm. Mm. Wow. Wow. So um, I know one of the po- interesting points that you brought up, hon, was um, the fall. When we talking about, you know, where um, insecurities come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so come on, Rev. Oh, God. Come on, Rev. <laughs> I, I knew Jay I, was I just going. thought it was really interesting when we were talking about, you know, how yeah. um, insecurities can come from, you know, past you know, trauma, rejections, and and then you mentioned, you know, about the fall. Yeah. I mean, and it's ironic because we we do a, I think for the most part, you know, us here at this table, we're doing a fairly good job of identifying where our insecurities lie. But, I mean, truthfully, I think that there's a, a latent insecurity in all of us due to the fall. And, I mean, a lot of the insecurities that we kind of point to and identify, you know, especially as it relates to our childhood and that kind of stuff, they're kind of offshoots of the very first insecurity that came about as a result of, you know, Adam and Eve, for lack of a better phrase, screwing up <laughs> and, you know, falling out of the will of God. And, you know, one of the ways that I, I look at the fall and I look at what they did was, you know, Satan deceived Adam and Eve basically into thinking that they had to do something additionally you know, in order to be like God, mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, Satan first comes to Eve and says, you know, well, the only reason why God doesn't want you to eat this fruit is because he knows that you'll, you'll be like him and you'll have knowledge of good and evil. You know, the thing was, you know, they were already made in his image. Come on, doc. You know, they were already, they already made in his image. They were already like him. So they didn't need to do anything else to be like him or to have fellowship with him. So, you know, when, when the moment when Eve took that step and then Adam in turn took the step along with her, and fell it it just created this innate feeling of okay i did this extra thing to be more like god and yet i still feel empty well well, think but think about it this way what was the first response to when they when they fell it was shame yeah 
So yeah. you got to think about it. insecurity is really birthed out of shame, really some type is. of inner, internal point. shame yeah. that we feel about the fact that I'm not good enough. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm not up to par. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. It's always this type of shame that we deal with. Um, honestly, we need to process shame before we can ever embrace grace. Yeah. Very true, man. Very true. Wow, that's awesome. So um, kind of that kind of leads us into this next topic about how to identify um, insecurities within yourself. And I think Crystal kind of hit on it when I asked her the question as to how she deals with it now, you know, being a mom. Um, and she pointed out that, you know, you said that you kind of just have to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Ask yourself that question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sometimes I feel like also relationship with my son shows a lot of my insecurities mm. so oh yeah, my gosh, yeah being a parent will it really does <laughs> it lays you bare sometimes oh my gosh it's, yeah yeah it's pretty good <laughs> that's true that's true relationships reveal insecurities i like that girl that's a, that a preach right there Uh-oh. like like because you gotta think it was the relationship against the father. Yep. It was a relationship with the father that reveals shame. It was exactly. the relationship between, with man and woman that re- reveals the insecurities yep. and the shame there. It's, yep. Relationship is always the part that kind of reveals shame in some way or insecurities. Mm-hmm. Like, the more you're around people, the more you start feeling insecure. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, how, how often, I think, do we really do a self assessment? Because I, I think that's kind of what we have to do in order to um, to be real with ourselves, mm-hmm. to be 100 <laughs> with ourselves about, because we, we all have insecurities. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's really important that we do a self-assessment and say, hey, you know, what are my insecurities? Yeah. Um, where have these insecurities come from? You know, um, how is this affecting um, number one, me and how I deal with my spouse or the person that I might be dating. Right. Um, going back to, you know, without children. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that's really important. So how, like, when is the last time that we've actually... Oh, gosh, don't ask me that question. <laughs> kind of, you know... I, you know I, I don't know if I have it's a It's a rhetorical answer. question, but, yeah. um, you know, I, I, when is the last time that we've, we've done that and said, you know what, this is a serious law you know i really need to kind of work on this thing Hmm. i think it ain't when is the last time you do it is i think a lot of people just don't even know how to do that like yeah like how do i assess me because Hmm. then you have to start going through the root issues there um i know for me it's like random times when i'll be like you know what? I never realized that was there. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, that's it's, true. It's that's like true. I'm, I'm walking through the house, and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm the the house of my mind. I yeah. want y'all to realize I'm walking through the house of my mind, and I open up a closet and be like, "Hey, why that there?" Okay, NF, I see you with the mansion. Okay. <laughs> I see you, man. Okay, like, like I remember um, a year ago, and I, and I have no problem processing shame in front of people, but yeah, I remember a year ago, um, me and Crystal was riding in the car, and. A thought hit me that, that just rocked me to my core. And I was like, wait a minute. I feel like I ruin people's lives. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. And, and let me explain to you. So as a child, <laughs> as a child, um, so quick story. I was born out of wedlock, of course. Mm-hmm. But I was birthed from a father uh, who I'm, I don't know his family. He doesn't know. His family doesn't know me. Oh, now, okay. me and him know each other. Yeah. Gotcha. But. We're, I'm not connected to his family and none of these things. And the reason why I never reached out to him as a child is because it's like, why would you mess up somebody else's life? 
Wow, dude. Why, like, like, and, and my mother never said that, but it was implied. Well, he's he's living happily. Why won't you? Why would you reach out to him? He, you don't want to mess nothing up, do you? And, mm-hmm. and in my mind, seven years old, eight years old, I'm thinking so I can mess up people's lives. Oh wow! And I internalized hmm. that and didn't realize that was there. Twenty plus years later, all of a sudden, I'm like. I'm afraid to mess people's lives up. I think I can ruin people's lives. Hmm. And again, this goes back to identity. This goes back to uh, how we process. And and ever since then, it's like, I can't mess up people's lives. I can't, you know. And so it's like, this is why I build the relationships I do. But at the same time, why I push people away from me at the same time. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I get people close to me, but I don't want you to know me emotionally. I'll just get you close to me where we can do stuff together. But I don't want you to know me. Right. Because if you look inside, you might not like this person. Yeah, yeah. And I might mess you up. So, so that's how I process insecurities. It's kind of like I'm just walking around the house and I open up the closet and I'm like, oh, yeah, trigger something. Yeah, some uh, triggers. Yeah. Oh man, I call it li- landmines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I call it landmines. So, Crystal, you know, being married to um, to Jay as long as you guys have, it's trigger man over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so. Did you ever like pick up on that that insecurity that he had? Like, do you ever remember the first time you out you identified it? Well, um, I noticed it due to the relationship with him and his son, mm. and because I grew up, I'm a big family. Like, we're a big family time. Like, yeah, we're a very close knit family. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, let's make memories. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Like, it was foreign to him. Yeah. So, um, but I brought up, you know, hey, man, you know, you know, this is what was, this is what something I noticed. Mm-hmm. And then it, it just like triggered something, or he just shut down. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what's what's going on? Right. Right. And then I think that's when I noticed it. And, I started asking questions and and then he started opening up and I was like, okay, yeah, all right, we yeah. need to deal with this. Yeah, we need to deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's the importance of relationships. Like it's insecurities. That's I guess that's one of the pros and cons of being in a relationship with people because on one end, whether you want it or not, mm-hmm. people are going to bring out your insecurities. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know. But at the same time it's it's a good thing because like if you don't step on those landmines i guess so to speak like you you may not even be aware that they're there and so i mean it's it's better to step into those landmines you know while you're in relationship with people while there's other people around then you know if you step in a landmine by yourself and like you have really no way no i think that's why we see all this craziness on social media mm-hmm. like it's just people you know basically just kind of <laughs> putting your insecurities out there stepping on these landmines and they they create these these surrogate relationships with followers and stuff like that mm-hmm. and they don't have you know actual real life relationships because that's that's a little too complex that's a little yeah. too difficult you know mm-hmm. so let me get all these followers that like me and you know say yes to my every whim or whatever <laughs> you know and they i can do no wrong in their eyes and let me just kind of work out my insecurities with them because most of the time most of the time, they'll kind of tell me what I want to hear. And if they don't, you know, well, I can just block them. 
But, yeah. you know, we like, Kanye West likes a lot of followers too, so he can express himself in front of them. Mm-hmm. But how many people do he got actually helping him process, right. you know, his his mental state right now? Probably not a lot. And, <laughs> and, and we can even go back to the church, you know, since we all Christian, right? We all go Gothos, the, 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 the hill of the skull, you know, but. Uh, you but, sound like that when you say go gotha. <laughs> but, uh, but nah, you gotta think. The reason that a lot of people don't press into relationship and community is because I don't want nobody addressing my insecurities. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I run from accountability. Yeah. Because accountability means you I, I let you close enough to hurt me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. actually something that I battle with personally. Like, you know, it's hard for me to, you know, let people in. So I'm always drawn back. Yeah. But I want to, you know, I want to yeah. let them in. But it's that insecurity of, oh, you know, I don't want you to hurt me, mm-hmm. or I don't want you to know, you know, all the bad parts about me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like that's true. It's, it is. Yeah. The, the fear of the unknown is real. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you you not knowing, you not knowing how your insecurities are going to come out, and you mm-hmm. not knowing or being able to control how people respond. Because, you know, yeah. immediately, and I, I, I've mentioned this, I think I've mentioned this to y'all plenty of times, like how, as far as how we view the future, mm-hmm. we're always looking at the worst case scenario. Oh, yeah. Like every time we think about the future, we we, we rarely think of mm-hmm. positive outcomes. Yeah. Like if this comes out about me, Fee is immediately going to look at me like I'm crazy and not want to be as close to me anymore or this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. It, I'm sure it goes back to the fall too, but that and also we look at we we always feel like we got short in the stick because again mm-hmm. we know the failures, yeah. Yeah. we know yeah. our failures. Everybody else sees our highlight reels. We know, we our, know failures. our failures, mm-hmm. yeah. and our failures a lot of times keeps us in this place of I already know what's going to come because I failed X Y and Z, so obviously I'm gonna fail again. Yeah, and we don't want to do that. That's true, man. Yeah. So, what what is the importance of um, being able to identify those insecurities, you know, with within your spouse? It. Ooh, I say, you. It's good to identify those insecurities in your spouse. Me and Crystal have this joke um, that we're we're mapping out landmines in our life. <laughs> now, I probably have a lot more landmines than Crystal do. That's just my personal opinion. That's fairly um, not because she thinks so too. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> but I didn't it, say you did. But the reason you map out the landmines is not so you know not where to go, but how to how to walk there to detach it and, and to deal with it. Right. So the reason we need to be able to map out landmines in each other's life is because first of all, my child is going to be the first one that's going to be a fruit of when this landmine is gone. Yeah. Number yeah, two, that's true. How the world, how I can be better, impactful, and a better citizen to my neighbor, and to well, first and foremost to God, but to my neighbor mm-hmm. next. Um, it's going to be impacting on how I process and deal with this landmine. Right. If Crystal's not there to help me map out this landmine, yeah. then I got to do this on my own. Yeah. yeah. But we all in trouble. I'm, I'm blowing everything. Yeah. You get, you get, a, you get a landmine. You get. A yeah, landmine. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember this, Wayne, when we first got married, um, or probably maybe when we got engaged, and we were talking about because um, we were starting from the bottom. Now we here. Now we here. But um, <laughs> I don't know if you remember when we we said this pretty often that we felt inadequate. inadequate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, and I don't think we realized what we were really saying to each other and the damage so that we were doing. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, you know, to our marriage because I think I would say, oh, I just feel um, 
inadequate. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, I'm just, am I really good enough for you? Yeah, and then his response was, I, I don't think I'm good enough for you. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, like your feeling of inadequacy had to do with, you know, my being a PK and being so heavily involved in the church and being the pastor's son and, you mm-hmm. know, people looking at you cross-eyed because, you know. You yeah, were, I had a child right. and, you yeah. know, um, yeah. you know, I was, I was experienced. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, you know, just to be yeah, honest. Yeah, just to be real. Um, yeah. And then. And then on my end, it was like, you know, well, I don't have a lot of money right now and, you know, I'm just getting out of college and on top of that, I've never been a father, but you know, if I really get seriously involved with this, 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 this woman, then it's not just her that I'm marrying. You know, I have this daughter too. It's like plug and play. Yeah. And, and it was, it was this false insecurity. And I think we, we didn't realize the damage that we were doing because now we were putting these extra demands mm-hmm. and expectations, Yeah. Um, you know, on ourselves yeah. that God, you know, had not even placed on us right. because, you know, he was, teaching you you know what i'm saying how to be a father Mm -hmm. and how to be a husband and he was you know teaching me how to be a wife but all i could see at that time was what i felt like we weren't bringing to the table Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think we don't realize that god is the one making us whole he's made us whole and he's also making us whole Mm -hmm. and a lot of times we 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 have these unrealistic expectations that we have to be have it all together before we do anything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I. Oh, gosh, I used to struggle with that. I still do to this day. Like feeling like that before God is proud of me or smiles on me that like I have to have it all together. And like really, the it's it's the opposite. Like you know, once I actually acknowledge that I don't have it all together, that's when He comes alongside and says, "Okay, now here's how you get there. You know, you're gonna, you're still going to be imperfect through the process, but." So I think yeah. that kind of answers the question, you know, is it possible to have a successful marriage when you um, and or you and your spouse um, have insecurities? Yes, but you both have to be willing to address the insecurities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you don't feel if you feel as though, oh, there's nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong. Me and Crystal have this. We have a fun relationship where I'm the one that's like, nothing's wrong. Everything's great. We're both emotionally <laughs> here. And Crystal's like, I'm drowning over here. Something is wrong. <laughs> I'm drowning and in a sea of emotion. <laughs> yeah, because Crystal's more emotional than I am. Again, I process, you know, by doing. Yeah. Crystal processes by emotion she's a verbal process so she has to talk out yeah. her thoughts yeah, so that's me like, too that's I, me too i internalize everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm the one that says like okay you're feeling this way why are you feeling this way i'm gonna dig until i get to a solution so we can be better and you know move on okay stacy <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout out to james and stacy walden <laughs> yeah and i'm like oh I'm supposed to feel some kind of way. All right, I'll figure that out. Like that's that's yeah. literally yeah. my natural response is. Right. Um, Crystal asked me, "How do you feel about that?" And it'd be funny because I sit there and say, "Processing, processing, <laughs> processing," because I don't really know. Mm-hmm. You're like the little buffering YouTube. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> okay, so it, what would be, I guess, our advice, or um, any one of us, I guess, can kind of answer this question. Um, to people that are are dating or even um, looking you know for a mate um, what should they be paying attention to as far as signs of insecurities again we all have them but like when should the red flag you know come up I think the red flag should come up when their insecurities become uh, 
they have to take out their insecurities on you. Oh yeah. Whether that yeah. be verbally, um, it should never get to physical. But if you already notice things like, oh, they don't know how to talk to me when they're mad. Hmm. They don't know how to talk when they're upset. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think something we need to definitely train our kids on better is when they're getting ready to date, make sure you're dating somebody who's somewhat emotional mature. I mean, again, all of us yeah. are, yeah. are emotionally maturing mm-hmm. as we age anyway. Sure, sure. But some of us are further behind than others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. So we need to definitely say, hey, how do they talk to you? How do they talk to their parents? How do they talk to their friends? Do you ever see any times where it's just like, that was inappropriate? Yeah. Well, I well for that one, I would feel as if like if we impart into our kids and make sure that our kids are, you know, I guess emotionally stable. If that's yeah, yeah that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's almost like standards are there. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, they're yeah. not accepting. Oh, this. You know, maybe a few. Mm-hmm. But if their standards are there, we're training them. You know, for their standards to be there, then right. they're going to notice, okay, something's not quite right, mm-hmm. and you need to fix it by yourself. I'm going to be over here. You know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, so yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I was going to ask Chris, because you, you were big on standards when we first got yes, to get like, like, oh, yes, God. I was. Oh, God. <laughs> Obviously, I, approved, I was approved. You know, I, it was I, God. I, I was, I was wow. approved. Wow. It was God. That's why you were approved. Wow. Yeah, God intervened on your behalf. That's why sis married you. She ain't going to tell you, but I'm going to be straight with you. Uh, I'm just saying. Your pettiness has no bounds. I it love you, I'm just saying. It it's God. I was going to say, um, Crystal, would you be able to speak on um, boundaries and, and standards for the younger ladies? Me and, me and the fellow over here talk about what we should tell men but yeah you know yeah well um really what i did when it came to you know a husband um was i wanted a man after god's own heart Mm. it wasn't about looks it wasn't about i mean i ain't ugly (laughs) you right babe you right that was kind of a funny way for her to start like it wasn't about looks But no, it wasn't like I. It wasn't like, oh, he gotta be six feet tall, you know. Even though that was my original, <laughs> it was the original. But six two, I, baby. Yeah. When I matured, oh, these tall people, me and Fee over here, the petite couple. Yeah. But yeah, so when I matured, yeah. um, it was I want a man at the guy's own heart. I want to be able to worship God with, you know, my husband yeah. and, you know, I want to pray in man. Mm-hmm. So it was more so like the characteristics of God versus, um, you know, versus looks and yeah. things like that. Yeah. So, and I'm just like, you can't really go wrong if you got a man at the guy's own heart. That is true. That because is true. if they're busy chasing God and you're doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, you can't go wrong with that. So, um, for the single ladies that are looking, or if you found that one and you're thinking about it, watch it for. Wow, yes. that's that's, that's really awesome. That's a hashtag watch stay <laughs> fruit. Yeah. yeah, that's that's true. Um, so and for, 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 for the men, well, well, no, you had something for the ladies. I'm sorry. Well, I was just gonna say, even with that, you know, we we still have issues oh yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah yeah. Absolutely. yeah we still have issues you know so even if he is a 
you know, a praying man. Godly man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, some of that, because again, we all have, you know, insecurities. Mm-hmm. So just, I just think you, you just really have to kind of ask those pertinent questions. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid to say, you know, so how did you grow up or how did your mom and dad handle this situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, how do you, you know, kind of things like that. We kind of tend not to ask. We, we deal with the surface yeah, we do. of mm-hmm. things, you know. Um, yeah. You know, he's a praying man or yeah, he goes to church and, you know, but I think, you know, especially in the African-American community. Yeah. You know, yeah. we don't like to deal with the emotional baggage. We don't. speak on it. We don't that 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 comes. You yeah. know, and again, we we all have them. I know I've I had some some issues and, and things no. that we've had to. Wait, really? <laughs> Whatever. Hold on, I didn't. Wait, there, you have you had issues? Hold on, we we gotta. Hang on, y'all. Y'all excuse us for a moment because we we gotta. I, I don't think I signed up for you. Could having. you please stop? <laughs> like really, you're embarrassing me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> As the world turns, yeah. Today on this episode. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah. But um, this has really, really been awesome. I think this oh, is definitely about the men, though. okay. Yeah, I'm sorry, babe. I'm about to cut you off. I'm sorry. Leave the men Okay, go ahead. I won't be long at all. Wrap it up like, for us. I will. I will. Come so, on, Pastor. Oh gosh. Um. For for men, I would just say pay attention. Like just just pay attention as much as you possibly can. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this, but part part of what spurred this conversation, you know, with my wife and I was oddly enough, you know, actually the whole Aisha Curry thing. Mm. Like mm-hmm. you know where she, uh, and I I think a lot of people took you know what she was saying kind of out of context. I don't think she was saying that she wasn't getting enough attention from her mm-hmm. husband per se. You know, I, I think in my opinion, this is just my humble opinion because I, I certainly don't want to cast any aspersions or anything like that on her. I just think there, there's some other stuff I think that she was probably dealing with on a more personal level mm-hmm. that contributed to her, you know, saying what she said. And I'm just not sure that a interview on national television was the best place to <laughs> put that out there, mm-hmm. you know, which which goes to another issue, you know, particularly within the African-American context. We don't like counseling for some reason. Like we we don't like therapy. We especially sometimes in the church we kind of think that you know counseling and therapy is like a bad word, mm-hmm. and you know we we kind of like over spiritualize things. And so when people just pray, yeah, just pray and allow the spirit to you know. But God uses counselors. Mm-hmm. Like God, I mean, the Bible's full of counseling. Just read Proverbs. And sometimes I mean, it's it just feels good to sit on somebody's it couch. It really and tell does. Them. It really does. Yes. But yes, yeah, as, as men, I would just say pay attention. Pay attention to you know. Uh, what your wife, what your girlfriend, you know, what your lady is, is is really thinking because she says a lot of stuff without saying it. And I think mm-hmm. part of what you can do as a man to, you know, be more mindful of, you know, what she's trying to get across is just to pay attention. Don't mm-hmm. don't don't just don't take her words for surface value. There might be something, you know, lurking underneath that she's trying to get across that she's hoping that you pick up on. Now, I, I'm all for women being more specific i tell fee this all the time i can read you but i can't read your mind <laughs> but yes I, I can still do a better job of paying attention you know so that'd be my only thing okay i would say to men um and it's funny you said the aisha thing because i was just listening to a podcast the other day about uh about um taraji not taraji yeah. uh, um uh, what's the girl that's married to a pastor and she oh, making good oh, megan good Lord. yes yeah. megan good yeah um yeah. and the interesting thing is her insecurity lies in the fact that she feels that the church, yeah. uh, the, the the women of the church, look down at her or, mm-hmm. or judge her. Yeah, and 
I would tell men first check what her modest of your this girl's modesty look like. Look like is she looking for the approval of everybody else and she does things That's for their point. approval? That's a good point. Because if she's doing things for their approval, her insecurity is the fact that she doesn't have a great self view of herself. Number one. Mm-hmm. Um, number two. Not only how does she carry herself if she's modest or you know. Going back to Ephesians chapter four or chapter five, when it talks about wives adorning yourself with, um, yeah, modest apparel, or modest you know, apparel, things that like stuff, that. Yeah. Um, so, how do they carry themselves? Um, how do they honor others around them? Mm-hmm. Do they always feel like they need to be the first or the one that's up front for everybody to look at? Yeah. Are they fine being in the crowd? Are they good in their own skin? Yeah, you got to pay attention to that. So those, that, that's the first thing I would tell a man. I was like, yo, if she always got to put it out there right. for you to pay attention to right. her, <laughs> trust yeah. me, she's putting it out there for others to pay attention exactly. to. Exactly, right. Um, so yeah. the, and that, that, that just kind of reveals her insecurities. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I would tell them um, is make sure she's a woman who's wise. Mm. That, that and As in... Older ladies have invested in her, so she doesn't need you to take mm. care of her. Mm. That, but she can honestly do it on her own. I, and I, I'm not saying the independent woman. I don't need no man. I don't need. Nah, nah. I ain't coming to them. <laughs> but I'm talking about the young lady who's like, no, I would do this until God sends the man, or mm-hmm. to the man finds me that God has ordained to find me. Yeah, yeah. You know, so she carries herself modest. She she carries herself with the confidence that God created me yeah. in his image mm-hmm. to do this work. Um, and I don't need to be on. I don't, I don't need to, quote unquote, make myself like God. Exactly. I've yeah. already been made yeah. in the image exactly. of God. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I like that, brother, man. <laughs> y'all doing a thing. OK, yeah, you know, we get it right yes. every once in a while. Yes. Yeah. 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 Me and sis appreciate y'all. I guess we don't have any regrets. Yeah. You guess? I guess. So. <laughs> yeah. Catch so, me in three hours. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So exactly. this has been um, absolutely, positively wonderful. Oh gosh! Again, <laughs> it's uh, been stupendously great. Like you know, I can't, man. But. <laughs> you guys are hilarious. So it's been awesome. Um, thank everybody for listening. Um, again, we are. Marriage at Gagatha, where our focus is building on a Christ-centered marriage. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you all. Appreciate it, bro and sis. Love y'all, man. Love you. Yeah. Signing off, y'all. Thanks so much for listening to Marriage at Gagatha. We really appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you. This is always phenomenal. It's always wonderful. Always fun. Yes, always fun. So, babe, tell them where they can check us out. All right, everyone. Uh, You can catch us on Facebook. Just type in Marriage at Gagatha. Uh, it's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A. And be sure to like our page, too. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is M at G underscore podcast. That's M-A-T-G underscore podcast. Now, we found that for our Apple users and for our Android users, there are two really quick and simple ways to listen. So if you are you got an iPhone or an iPad or an Apple product, you can check us out on iTunes. For our Android users, check us out on google podcast you don't have to download an app you can just plug and play and listen to us that way and as always you can check out our website it's marriage at golgotha.com that's m-a-r-r-i-a-g-e-a-t-g-o-l-g-o-t-h-a 
We want to get it out there, not because we're looking to be famous, but because we, we really believe God's given us something to say, and we really just like the conversations. That's right. So please remember to keep it real, keep it live, keep Christ in your marriage. A to the men. He'll do anything to get up on Wall Star. Maybe he's insecure because his daddy never loved him. Maybe his daddy did, but the culture says he doesn't. Maybe he's insecure because he listens to the voices, and maybe he's insecure because he has too many choices. He don't know. That's the life that someone forced to live. He was fortunate. Now he's forcing it. Don't judge him is what everybody's stressing, but how can the culture grow if the culture hates correct?